Today's podcast is brought to you by Nature's Best Relief. Nature's Best Relief, oh, it's high-strain hemp. That's what they do. Their products are made from a cannabis compound with significant supplemental benefits without the THC that makes you stoned or gets you high. It's just the good stuff to help you with pain. The products help with inflammation, pain, anxiety, psychosis, seizures, spasms, and lots of other conditions. And there's also CBD for your pet, too. And if you use code word mudflap or remasculate at checkout, you'll get an extra 10% off your total bill. There's some relief right there. That's Nature's Best Relief. Check them out at naturesbestrelief.com. That's naturesbestrelief.com. And now, here's the Remasculate Podcast. In the basement of the mudflap house, flapping and and the under with the grains and noose And Pooh licks herself And Flap contemplates manly things He thinks about guns and trucks and stooges three Men and boys and that doesn't sound right He thinks about boobs and bacon and power tools Come with me, let your mask you Oh, won't you come with me and remasculate? I'm gonna be leaving at the break of dawn. Wish you could come, but I don't need no woman tagging along. Gonna sneak out that door, I couldn't stand to see you cry. I'd stay another year if I saw a teardrop in your eye. Put it in a love song. Put it in a love song. Put it in a love song. Can't be wrong. Tucker band. Yeah, that is the that is basically the scene theme song of every every, uh, every entertainer on the road. I can't right. settle down, baby. I wish I could, and if I could, it would be with you. That's but, right. But you're special. But you're but, special, and I don't want to hurt you or break not, your heart. That's special enough. Yeah. So, adios, muchachos. <laughs> Although we're both married. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this song doesn't relate to us at all. Does not relate to us because we at all. we kind of we got we got saddled and broke back. We did. Yeah. We did, yeah. Yeah. And I knew uh, as soon as I met my wife. Did you? You knew it immediately? I'm doomed. (laughs) Doomed. I'm doomed. Doomed. I'm doomed. Well, well, you know, I'm sitting here with with Dan Greeter. Uh, First, let me me back this up just a minute. Welcome to the newly remodeled, retooled, restyled, remasculate. It's it's 2019, and I've been putting off doing a podcast because I wanted to relaunch this. Uh, I think the world has gotten more and more in need of that kind of remasculating. That we've we've gotten too far, too soft, too pudgy. You think too so? Too much like a wad of taffy. I think so. You think so too? Yeah. See, I think so too. And and from talking to you last night, Dan, I know that you, uh, you you're a fisherman and you're a canoe, a canoe guy and you're like a wa- canoe guy. Well, don't you have a boat? <laughs> I have a boat. boat. Yeah. yeah. I do have well, a canoe and a John boat. See, you have all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I hunt and everything. Yeah. Like so I thought Dan is the perfect one to relaunch, remasculate. So I'm sitting here. It is Dan Greeter. Dan well, is. I a, have to, you yeah. know, I do hunt and fish. I also like musicals. So it's a it's a balance. So you're like saltwater taffy. I'm like saltwater. You're, you're a little bit of everything. You're not just taffy. You're salt. <laughs> I enjoy a good show tune. G- g- as when I'm hunting. Yeah, but only if there's show tunes from like uh, Paint Your Wagon. Paint Your Wagon. Paint Your Wagon is one of the few. Marotta. Mu- yeah, there's yeah. very there's very few musicals that actually work for me. Like, I I just saw Rocket Man, the movie Rocket Man, the Elton John story. You see, it doesn't work because Elton John's not dead yet. He's not. You have to be dead, dead. to have a biopic. About you have to, him. or or you have to get your hands involved in it. It doesn't come out the way it really should. Yeah, Rocket you Man's know? not gonna. No. no. Have you seen it yet? No, I don't want. Because I really want. I loved Bohemian Rhapsody. 
I haven't seen that. Yeah, I loved it. So I thought, well, I like Elton John a lot. Love his music. Yeah, uh, uh, Mad Man on the Water is one of my favorite albums of all time. But this the, this movie is a a rock and roll fantasy musical. One of those where people yeah. just start singing for no reason at all. Yes. And the whole restaurant just starts to know they know the lyrics. The whole restaurant does. Yeah. You know that kind of stuff annoys yeah. me. That so, really annoys me. Yeah. And sometimes it happens in movies. Not even they're not even musicals. Like we went to see uh, my best friend's wedding. This is year, like twenty oh, years yeah, ago with yeah. with Julia Roberts. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they start singing in the restaurant, but the, there's no other music in the movie. But they start singing. I for, say a little prayer for you. Yeah. In the restaurant. Say a they're all in prayer. For they're all, you and they're all forever, forever. And then the other they're backing saying, each other up. Yeah. And I turned to the girls' date at time. This is absolutely ridiculous. I never wanted to leave a movie. Yeah. That totally sold out that movie. Well, they probably the the edit was probably so short they realized they needed a time filler, probably. And they just said, "What can we do to fill make it an hour and a half?" Because any movie yeah. any movie under an hour and a half is a is a crap movie. If you've ever looked at you know if you ever look up a movie and it says like you know eighty six minutes, you're like, oh, they didn't even have enough for a whole yeah, movie. That was, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's. <laughs> But the best biopic movie, I don't know if you've seen it, is Walk Hard, the Doobie Cops. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely just yeah. genius. Yeah. That was, so a, that, was, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, that was really good. It was almost as good as Talladega Nights. Almost as good. Yeah. Then after that, the second best biopic yeah. is uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, that to me is... You can't get better than You that. can't get better than Coal Miner's Daughter. No. Because she nailed she it nailed as, as Loretta Lee. Yeah. And he was great. Tommy Lee Jones was great. Mm-hmm. As, uh, what was the... Oh, a boo bear. No, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. Was he got some like weird name? Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird name. But oh. I'm talking about the husband. It was Bo or Boo or Red or something like that. Something like that. If you yeah. guys know, if you're listening, comment and let us know. But that was it. It was something, some, some weird name. I yeah. Google, but we're recording on my phone. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great. That was a great. Bio that was pick. great. And, you know, the Dolly Parton ones that they've done for the uh, TV have not been bad. The Coat of Many Colors, I hate to say that out loud, but, you know. But uh, <laughs> but I like Dolly. I'm a big... Yeah. I'm a... This should be a serious... When she dies, they yeah. should make a... A real... A, a real biopic yeah. about her. Well, yeah. that's, another, that's another thing that I think that we have gone down this weird path. And people that know this podcast and have listened in the, in the past know is that I think a, country music has got, gotten like soft and fluffy and taffy like because country music used to be about drinking and cheating right and, you know fighting bad, and bad cutting things. off your ear in a mud fight in the yeah. street you know yeah came down with a bottle and cut off a piece of my ear you know that yeah. kind of and now it's like baby you a song and maybe want to roll my window i down. think there's still uh people who write like rougher country songs. Oh, I do, but you have to search them out. Yeah, you really got to search. You have it to out. search it out. Like, like the people got were like, oh, I just don't like that kind of stuff anymore. You know, yeah. I really like fluff and Velveeta cheese. Can I get some of that? <laughs> do you have a little more of that? <laughs> I like brie cheese with my country. I remember, uh, like, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, mm -hmm. and then uh, we would go down to Columbus to visit family or drop my siblings off at Ohio State or something. And as soon as you left that, like at 15 minutes out of Akron, there was no radio until you got 15 minutes out of Columbus. That's the way it was back then. No radio except like hardcore country. Yeah. Well, those, that the, was it. There's two things that you get when you travel. Yeah. You either get Jesus, Jesus. or you get George Jones. Yeah, that's right. That's when you're going across country. They. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then the Lord said to them, let them be blessed. <laughs> Mama, don't let your babies grow. I was washed in the blood of the lamb. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You're absolutely right. But now you get anything you want. Yeah, but that's what it used to be that, as yeah, you drove across. It's like 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, Jesus and Jones, that was Jesus it. Jesus and Jones, that's hilarious. That's yeah. great. Yeah, but that was America, you know? Yeah. And uh, I just think the people. I think people are one of the reasons they're they're so distrustful, and and the hatred that we're getting toward conservatives and and Trump is it's almost like a resurgence of a backbone. Yeah. You know, like man, we have gotten kind of wimpy. Man, we have allowed allowed a lot of crap to go down. Right. Man, what you know? And I think those people are like, well, we don't like change. This yeah. is fine the way it is. I like my video games. I like being able to sit here. 
Don't, my mom's going to make me get a job doing french fries. Shut up. Because that's what we did, remember? Yeah. When you were a teenager, you Went worked. I got a job, yeah. You worked. I worked at Rack's Roast Beef. First job I ever had was... What was your first job? Uh, Chi-Chi's Mexican, Mexican restaurant. restaurant. Dishwasher. Yeah. And I... And that hot steam thing. The hot steam, the hot... Uh, yeah, and the big... You'd uh, raise that door and that thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and we wondered why we had acne. And then I had enough of that. I remember thinking, I remember, you know, I grew up, you know, we were pretty, not well off. But we, yeah, we were well off. Comfortable. Com- very comfortable. We were comfortable. We had a garbage disposal. Oh, not like AOC. The big, the big sink, all the uh, all the leftover food would get yeah. in there. And I go to the guy, my manager, I go, how do you turn the garbage disposal off? He goes, you just stick your hand down there and grab that stuff and throw it in the trash can. And I was like, There was no garbage. He goes, we don't have a garbage disposal. You just it's reach just in there and clog down. He goes, it'd be too much. A garbage disposal wouldn't last. You just had to reach in. I mean, there was a trap. Yeah. So you just had to reach in and Clean grab handfuls trap. of uneaten Mexican food, uh, and you just throw it in a giant uh, yeah. trash can. Yeah. And once you once you do it once, you know and, you're used to it. Right. And it doesn't bother you. You made a living. You had cash. You had gas money for your car. That's right. You had enough to buy a cassette. Yeah. I worked with this real old like drifter guy and he would during breaks he would just sit there by the washing machine roll his own cigarettes and smoke his own cigarettes the drifter yeah he was just a drifter he just worked enough to get a little money just worked enough to get a little money we were two opposite ends of the pole yeah I was 16 just a kid yeah looking forward to college someday and here's a guy like everything he did in life was wrong just totally bad decisions. Including, yeah, it's just a lifetime of bad decisions. You could tell that by the uh, <laughs> by the T-shirt he had on. The, but before uh, that, I mowed uh, I mowed yards. We had a mower tractor, mm-hmm. and the lots. Were, oh, a mower tractor! Yeah. Ooh, y'all were you were well off. Yes, my brother and I we cut grass, but we had just the uh, the power mower that you had to pull like eighty times. You know, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> we had acres. <clears throat> we had we had a couple of acres, oh, okay. and everybody else had two or three acres. So you had to cut grass and usually some fields. So I did also did that yeah. to make some money. What? Who came up with the idea you had to rake the grass after you cut it? I think because my mom did. Because she would be like, cut it real low, then you have to rake, and rake it, it and cut it again. Yeah. I said, what? What do you mean? Why don't I just cut it once? And didn't not I always that heard, hard, not that and that short. turns to mulch. Depending on who you talk to, yeah. grass will either turn to mulch and help the, help the grass, or you had a you need to get out there and rake that crap up. Yeah, or it's, if it's too much clippings, it'll it'll make a brown suffocate spot. the grass. Yeah. So you just kind of rake it and spread it out. Yeah, my mom would be like, if we had a, like a week of rain, she'd be like, cut it, rake it, then cut it again. I'm like, geez, it's like Joan Crawford, man. <laughs> This is a pain in the ass. And of course, no wire hangers. I'm, I'm literally on a, a riding mower. Like, what? What do you mean I have to ride this thing for another two hours? <laughs> what? If it, was a go, if it was a go kart, you'd have been just happy oh, yeah. as a pig and poop. But Yeah, get me out there. Oh, you know what else I had money? I had, uh, this is probably, you'll probably get some letters on this. I did, uh, I had a trap line. I would uh, trap animals and then sell their fur to the CC Fur Company in Wadsworth, Ohio. Did you really? Yeah. That is freaking cool. Yeah. That pet, uh, PETA, did you hear that? He was trapping animals. <laughs> was, like na- was it like neighbor's cats and r- r- stray raccoons? Mostly. Or what? Mostly. <laughs> A Oops. good raccoon was $25. Uh-huh. A muskrat was $15. So you were like a Grizzly Adams at like 12 or something? Yeah, or? I really was. I really was. You're and then- totally the right person for remasculate. <laughs> But see, that's what. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. We yeah. had we had that youth that we. You had a trap line. I had a trout line. Right. Did you ever just string a thing across sure. the, the creek and catch yeah. whatever? Yeah. You know, and then you would go out every day and you check the line to see if you got something. Got to check the lines, and uh, I wasn't. You know, it's not like I was had a huge harvest of animals or anything like that. Did you Did you skin them and nail them to the board? Kind no, of you, you just how did this work in, for you? Turn them in full. Just Whole dead? Body. Just here you go? Yeah. I didn't have to, like, stretch them out or anything oh, for a month. That's much better. <laughs> I know. You, you didn't have to slice them and salt them. And, and one time I was coming home uh, just from fishing, and there was a dead tree, and there was an owl, like a big horned barn owl on top of this dead tree. Yeah. 
These are mad. These are big animals. Yeah, the horn owls. The yeah. horn owls. Yeah. They they are big. I would say three feet high, maybe. Right. They could fly off with a small dog. And I had one of those long five foot fishing nets with round on the end. Uh -huh. net. And I kept getting closer to him and close, and he didn't move, and he didn't seem like. And I just put the. I just sort of shimmied the, the net under his feet, and he, he stepped he got onto in. it. He got in. He got in. I took him home. Was he okay? Was he sick? Was he tired? He, he, he was not okay. Okay. But I put him on top of the riding mower in the uh -huh. garage. Then I went and watched the Three Stooges. Uh-huh. And then I heard my mom come in the garage. What the? That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. She's like, what the? I'm like, what? And the things out there were like, you know, five foot wingspan, yeah. you know, yelling just at my mom. Just, she's like, what? And, uh, but, uh, my dad thought that it, uh, had gotten maybe a rat that had been poisoned or something like uh, that. So he, he only lived like a few more weeks and he died. Really? But he had a comfortable life towards the end. Did y'all, did you kind of take care of it? And yeah, we took care of He lived in the garage. Yeah. And he would go out and he didn't fly much. He'd go on top of the roof of the garage. He'd come back in, and then that was he slowly died. It was sad. It was a beautiful animal. You were like a nursing home for an owl. Yes, we had hospice care. A hospice. <laughs> you were horned owl hospice. I brought home all sorts of animals, man. Snakes, oh, I did too. Turtles. Me too. All that stuff. I loved. I loved finding turtles when I was a kid. Yeah. Because you would just that box turtle. You'd oh find yeah. It, it, it's what a, what a treat. Yeah. Here's an actual animal with yeah. a face that I'm going to take home. Yeah. Go home, give you some lettuce and carrots, and turn some you loose in the butter. backyard. My neighbors had a huge box turtle, and they drilled a hole in the back lip of the shell uh -huh. and put, like, a clip through there. Then they had a stake, and they, so they just chained him up in the yard. And just let it run around the yard? Yeah, but he couldn't get away. But there was a creek, and you could tell he was trying to get to the creek. Uh, from, the, from the claw he, marks. Yeah, claw marks. <laughs> my, gra <laughs> my grandfather had a box turtle in the yard for, like... Years, I mean, 20, 30 years, something oh, wow. like that. That the, he he dug a row around the bottom of their chain link fence and put like that plastic yeah. edging around it. Yeah. And the turtle would disappear for you wouldn't even see it for a year or two. Like oh, he wow. goes, I hadn't seen it for a while, and then be like, Oh, here it is. I don't know if it like they burrow or they they try to get out or they yeah. just you know. But it just lived back there by itself for forever. You'd be like. Oh. I had a great childhood. It was all in the woods. It was all getting wet and muddy. And my kids have no idea what that's like no. in Southern California. They have no idea. That's why you have to get out. Well, I, I get them out as much as I can. You know, they're playing this damn Fortnite. And See, I'm like, you want to go duck hunting tomorrow with me? They're like, no. No, I'd rather, I go, I'd rather would, shoot stuff on TV. You can actually shoot a real gun. No, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather build boxes and stuff and shoot I used to sleep out in a fort every night. In the yard. In the yard. In the or yard. in the woods. Yeah. We'd go out in the woods and uh, start a campfire and stuff like that. Nobody yeah. was ever concerned no. that it was going to get out of hand or anything. No. It was... I don't think people worried about us dying as much as they do now. No, I would leave in the morning in the summer times. I would leave in the morning I'd be home by dinner. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, but how were you when you got your first real gun? Your first very, not a BB gun, we all got that pretty early, but when did you get your gun gun? I was pretty young. Yeah. I wasn't driving yet, but I... No, I was young. I bet I was 9, 10. NEF 12-gauge, I think? The 410. 410. Single-shot, 410 shotgun. That's a great one. And yeah. basically, that was told, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself, yeah. That was it. That was... Yeah. Because you, you'd shot before. My, you know, your parents take... The old days, they took you out. They right. showed you how to shoot a gun and aim and, you know... Yeah. And then they go, now here, don't kill yourself. Right. I take my kids out. <clears throat> but we go to the range or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to get them. The problem with hunting is, you know, hunting is mostly sitting on your ass. Quiet. And nothing, nothing's happening. And quiet. And it's hard for them to do that. Yeah. Do but that's I mean? part of that. You, that goes back to that that I disagree with, the whole ADD thing. You know, that the yeah. one, he's got ADD, he's attention deficit. No, it's because he hasn't been taught to sit still. Right. They've been fed input. They need that input. That's probably right, yeah. You know, I... Sure, there's, you know, brains change. You get brain makeup changes by the if you watch too much stuff. You know, you've you've heard read these things. Yeah. If you're in, if you're in a situation like, can you imagine being in a uh, uh, a prison in solitary confinement? You know, there's going to be some brain changes. So it's the same thing of like if you just sit there and we're fed images for hours. Right. You're going to have some chemical changes in That's your That's kind brain. of what happens to us on the ship, I think. I think so, we too. Sit in our, <laughs> we sit in our room for hours at a time. 
Why do you think I brought up solitary confinement? Because <laughs> that's how I, you know, I've been playing the guitar for like five years. Uh-huh. And I remember watching Groundhog Day, and he learns the piano in the Groundhog Day. Bill Murray does. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to teach myself guitar. Yeah. You know. And so every day you learn a so new... So every day I just strum up and, uh, you know, I do don't... I can't read music, but uh-huh. I can I know I can memorize chords and stuff like you that. You can't you can't read, you don't know the notes or I don't know the notes, no, but uh, I know chords. Yeah. See, I'm I learned to read music but not well. Like I know the notes, like every good boy does fine and FACE, yeah. you know the spaces and the lines right. and the notes. But to look at a look at sheet music, I'd be like, uh Yeah, I can't. Ding. Uh, dong, you know, where yeah. people can just look at it and their fingers move, you know. Yeah. See, my wife, she had a music scholarship to college. Really? So she played the flute. Oh. So she's like a real musician. Does she still play the flute? Does she sit around at night? What are you getting at? F- <laughs> yes, she does. And quite no, well. what are you attracted to her? Um, <laughs> <laughs> my wife plays How the often flute. do you drop the skin flute line? <laughs> Do you? Does she ever just sit around at night like we play together? You I do- got her. You know what? Uh, you can't play the flute on every song. Uh huh. I got her a um, melodica. What is that? It's like a. Uh, it's like a foot long. It's like a keyboard. Did you blow in and and you blow in? Oh, I've seen those. It sounds yeah. like a cross between a harmonica and a uh, accordion. An accordion. Yeah. Yeah. It has a good sound to it. Yeah. So y'all play along like. I'm a picking. I'm a grinning. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna <to> start touring. <laughs> do you? Do you, you speak- I would never put my wife on the road, though. She wouldn't. She can't. I don't think she could handle it. People always ask me why I don't take my wife out more, and when she comes, or even like the other day, we were talking about her going out possibly for Christmas or Thanksgiving, and she goes, "How many shows a night do you have?" And I go, sometimes two or three on that ship. Oh, well, why don't you just come to work and watch me? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, it's not fun for them. No. You know? No. They think it is. They think getting out here on the cruise ship, and I always tell her, you don't have to come to every show. No. Go go play, go play bingo. Yeah, I want to spend $69 on a card. Like, my wife came and our, uh, you know, she would hang out with the kids or go do trivia or something or go lay out or. On the, like we've been on like two or three cruises together. Now some of the ships you just do one or two shows, right? And that's great. All for all week. For all week, yeah. And but we're on the big big ships. Like we're on, we're the on a lure ship. this week, and it's yes. like two, thir- well, it's been thir- three thirty-two shows. It's been three a night. <laughs> three a night. Much. That's a lot of shows, man. That is a lot. Because I'm on stage. I'm like, did I? Did I say, say this already? Did I say that. Have you? Do you go through that? I do. Do you ever get the thing uh, where like you're doing your act, but in your head you're doing your taxes? Or you're thinking about something, something else. Something totally else? Something yeah, completely. you know how you're driving on the highway sometimes, and all of a sudden you snap out, and you're like, oh, did I miss my exit? Yeah. That no, happens I, to me on stage. No, I haven't done that yet. No. What, like, what, I, what I do on stage is actually try to think ahead. Like, yeah, I think I'm, in that, the, yeah. I'm in the middle of a bit, but I think... You're thinking uh, what, two bits ahead. Yeah, or, what, should I, what should I transition to? Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm in total muscle memory. But yeah. the people that just do their act word for word... You know, they you can almost see. I think a lot of audiences see it now too. They just go, "He's on autopilot." Right. But if you're kind of like, if you're thinking, it's almost like improvising. Yeah. I think that's why people go, "Do you make up a lot of stuff while you're because in your head you're going, oh, I should say this now." Right. And that gives your body that look and the feel of Here, right. here's something. Right. You know. Yeah. Because you right. really did just think of it. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, I try to play that way instead of going, okay, these, this is the notes, this is my, this is what Here's I'm going to... my notebook. I'm going to put it here on the stool. If this falls off the stool, I'm in trouble. Oh, oh. Does that make you more, uh, having a notebook, does it make you more uh, artsy? Do you know what I mean? Are you more cerebral if, if you have a notebook take on a stage? notebook up, yeah. And then you tell a joke and you're like, what else is going on? Yeah, let me flip mm, a couple pages. Let me pages. lick my finger. Mm, no. no, I don't think. Oh, here's no. one. Yeah, this isn't right. I for write you so much stuff in my notebook. That, yeah. I can't possibly memorize it for my show. Yeah, I hate to be professional and <laughs> and memorize my stuff. <laughs> I never got the notebook. Richard Lewis always had a notebook. Yeah, so did Janine Garofalo and a lot of those kind of. Yeah, you know. grungy. Like it was usually a grungy type. Well, back or. then they were called alternative. 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 And what is the alternative? Tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I never could figure out. Which is alternative comedy? 
What's the alternative to comedy? Not laughing. Not comedy. Not laughing. <laughs> and they Janine pre- was funny. They were always funny. But I'm just like, you know, do you have to have the notebook? Yeah. That looks bad. I always thought it looked bad. Yeah. You know, I never Lewis saw, is so funny. I never saw anybody on the Johnny Carson when I was a kid. Yeah, with a notebook. Come out and go, da 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 Let me see what I want to talk about tonight. Right, John Rickles. Let my finger. Pulls out a little notebook. Yeah. Hey, hockey puck. Uh, Boy, talk about somebody that couldn't make it in this PC day and age. Can you imagine well, if Don, listened, uh, Don Rickles would have walked out on stage for the very first time in oh, right. 2019? No. Imagine that. No. I listened to uh, Hello Dummy, uh-huh. his album from, this, I think, 68, 69. Yeah. It's, like, rough. It's really rough. Oh, it's... it's every, even for my, you know, I'm like, Ooh. Even for your delicate ears. And I'm like, oh... Done. It's wow. racist. It's homophobic. It's racist. It's, it's homophobic. But it's comedy. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah. It's and everybody funny. knew that at the time. Yeah. What's the same thing with the old days like Flip Wilson? I loved Flip Wilson, the, the black comic. Yeah. He was. He did the same kind of stuff only yeah. from that perspective. Right. People would have thought he was being, you know, right. racist. Or even black people would probably call him out today by going, "I can't believe you'd make fun of your own people like this." Yeah. You know, you're setting us back a hundred years. Yeah. It's uh, like Blazing Saddles would never get made today. No. I remember I did my orientation at Ohio State. I mean, I, th- I may have mentioned it in this last podcast. And our orientation, we took a break at night, and we went to the theater, yeah. and uh, they played Blazing Saddles for all the students. Unedited, uncut. Yeah. And we all, everybody laughed. Black, yeah. white, Asian, everybody. Every, everybody, because it everybody was comedy. Was, it was just comedy, yeah. yeah. Now everything is just... Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think political correctness honestly has set the entire world back a few, a few so. hundred years. Yeah. Because we got more and more like we're one, we are one, let's get on the love train. Love train! Right. We all kind of got on, we're riding <laughs> together, nobody was mad, everybody, that was a joke, you know? Yeah. And now everybody wants to be, they have to be, well, that is the uh, that is the black area of the cafeteria, or the Asians eat over here, or the, you know, the, yeah. the LBTG meets on Wednesdays in, in the auditorium. And, like, what happened to just being one? Right. Just, just being Cause one. Because I tell you, when you're on stage doing your show, everybody laughs. Everybody laughs at the same... Yeah. Everybody laughs at the same thing. Yeah. Black audiences are many times the better. Better because they don't have the knee-jerk reaction of what oh, right. white people. White people do the oh my god! I can't believe you said that out loud right. like that. It's the, oh, I guess they are laughing over there. Yeah, you know, you know, they're the, the you know. I don't. I I'm on stage. I treat everybody like shit. Yeah, doesn't matter you, to me. I always say I'm an equal opportunity <laughs> offender because if you make fun of everybody, nobody can feel singled out. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, it's sad. I don't know what. Uh, it's it's really and it's almost like uh, some people aren't living in reality. It is not reality. Do you know it's, what I mean? Like yeah. I I grew up not far from Oberlin College in Ohio, and yeah. they did a thing that with the bakery, with some kids were trying to steal some wine, whatever, and the guy stopped them, and they beat up the guy, the owner of the bakery, and then they cried racism. Yeah. And then Oberlin, the school. Yeah. I think if I'm remembering, they they led these protests against this bakery that's been there for over a hundred years. Yeah. And then they just, they just won a lawsuit against the they university for $25 million. My, my favorite today of the... But the, it's like the, there's no... And these kids pled guilty to stealing, by the way. But it probably was... They said it was because they were a minority. So it, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. uh, you know, how was it racist well, to accuse somebody of stealing who but, has stolen from you? And you caught them. And you caught them. And then, then he admitted it. Admitted it. You know, they're just kids. They may have made a bad mistake. You know what I mean? They're just students. Right. Well, my, my favorite PC thing today, it happened, uh, I, just, I just tweeted about it, was a Starbucks employee asked Whoa. five policemen to, did you hear about this? Yes. They asked five policemen to leave Starbucks because... What city was that in? I don't, Austin, was Texas. That, where was? Was it Austin, I can't Texas? remember. But, but they said they, a customer didn't feel safe. With them in there. That's a lot of crap. Okay, that's a lot of crap right yeah. there. Don't feel safe by a policeman. Okay? You walk out of Starbucks if you're right. You don't feel but safe. But even in, if you're going to go buy business, five cups of coffee right. beats one cup of coffee. That beats one cup of coffee. Yeah, if just for that. Oh, well, that's five of them. You're one cup. I'm willing to guess there was probably no customer that complained, and it was just just a some barista. PC barista. Yeah, yeah. They're baristas. I mean, we now. basically have uh, twenty baristas running for president right now. That. <laughs> That is so true. That is so. <laughs> that is the funniest statement I've heard in a while. I can't believe you don't do that on stage. 
basically have 20 baristas running for president. I, I'm not I mean, gonna, they don't say no to anything. Any, anything. Do you think there should be free health care for illegals that break yes. into the country? Yes. You know how broke we'd be? And then basically, if you do that, you're basically, like, uh, let's say I live in uh, um, Germany. Yeah. Or somewhere, or Czechoslovakia. I have cancer. I'm like, I'm just going to fly to America on American. vacation and get my free health Get my shit taken you're, care you're of. You're basically... Yeah. Opening up health No borders, no walls, no borders, no walls. One world. Are people really that stupid? Yes. A lot of people are. I mean, I just... I mean, I really think they are. I got an argument today uh, on Facebook with this. I, I, I love when you beat a liberal. When you actually, you know, when you... You point out that's a lie. Yeah, you, you're, that is a lie. Here's the facts. Here's the I've here's I googled it for you. Look this up. You're just a racist, homophobic. They yeah. start doing every talking point. Right. Like you, I can tell by the, the you you're a, you're a, probably a white supremacist the way you talk down. It's called America turning into a third world country. Like, okay, yeah. Are you that stupid that you just can't go? All right, I see your point, but I don't agree. Right. I mean, that's more of an adult way yes. instead of just go. Well, yes, that's because you're a homophobic white supremacist. Right. You're a racist. You're a racist. I mean, now, if, if everything's racist, then nothing, nothing is racist. Then nothing's racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. My favorite of the uh, the, the baristas running for for, for president, which yeah. is now going to be the title of this. Uh, oh, okay. This podcast. <laughs> this episode is going to be called Twenty Baristas Running for President." <laughs> Is I can't remember the woman's name, but the one that's like, I am running on love. Yes. Plat my platform would be love. Donald Trump has been hate. Yeah. And I think we need more love. What what is her name? Do you even can you remember? Williams? I can't remember, but I just I just read that people are donating to her campaign. Just to keep her just in. to keep her in. Yeah. They just want they just want her just to keep her keep in. her in the debates. Just to keep her in. Just so she could go. What do you think? I think we need more love. I think uh, Kamala Harris is probably... The worst? No. I don't think she's... Bernie Sanders is the worst. Kamala Harris, I believe, is probably left of center, uh-huh. obviously. Right. She has to say what she has to say. She's saying what she has, She thinks she has to say to get through... Yeah. Bernie Sanders is the worst. Because I really believe that He's man, straight out communist. Crazy. I, that man hates this country. Yeah. He hates this, and he's trying to bribe people and to give him the power to right. really destroy the country. Well, I think that's what the whole, all of those baristas are doing. I think yeah. they all hate America, and that's why they're all trying to get illegals to vote. Uh, oh yeah, that's you know what the, I mean. They want, that was the they plan want in those. That because, was the plan in California. Yeah, and it worked. I mean, a Republican will never be governor again in California because you let the illegals and see. I think remember the old days when it was like you had to be a landowner to vote. You had to. That was the old originally. It wasn't just anybody. Could that's vote. what they know. That's what they wanted. Well, in the colonial times, you had to be a landowner, right? To, but once the Constitution was written, anybody, any man could vote, right? Any white man, could right? Vote. Right. But then it became more and more diluted and diluted and diluted. Well, I would call you know it diluted. I, mean? I would call it up. Are you are you saying that? Are you saying recruiting illegals from another country no, is not diluting I'm, it? I'm still in like 1789 or something. Oh, okay. Like that. No. All right. I think any anybody should be able to vote if you're a citizen of the country, not a resident. I think you should be but pay- a citizen of the country. I think you should not only be a citizen of the country, but you should be paying taxes. Because I think anytime you're getting something for free, if you're living off the government, you're never going to vote the way you should. You know what I mean? If you're getting, if you're just living off the government, you're never going to go, yeah, they probably should cut that. They probably should cut the, that spending. The program that's keeping me alive. Yeah, the one that the one that lets me stay in my basement and play video games. Do you see what I'm saying? That's yeah. not a fair. You you should actually have to be paying into the system to vote on how the system works. Right. You have to have a dog in the fight. Right. As I used to I say. I mean, look, we've been all around the world. We know people in South and Central America. They're good people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, there's no way I don't like. From down there, yeah. But you can't just like open the borders and let everybody rush in. You know, what and I mean? then they wonder why some diseases that we thought were eradicated and are what, popping up again. What really gets under my skin is how you have somebody who has committed a crime. They're illegal. They should be deported, and they are hidden from the federal authorities from being deported, released, and then that person goes out, and kills and again, kills, and kills somebody, kills again, or rapes somebody. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. You let this person go to kill my family? Yeah. I've always been a big fan of the death penalty. 
I, I will say that here. I'll say it anywhere because people say that's not a deterrent. Uh, oh, I think it is. It is. They're dead. They're not going to do it again. Yeah. And, well, what about the people, the innocents that have been very, very few? If you're going to go by 1%, even less than that, yeah. there's other things that you're letting 1% have a say in. Yeah. So, um, and if there's times that you're absolutely guilty, like, you know what I mean? When they know, for like, right. a cop catches you with a knife in your hand. Yeah. You know, they, there's a picture of you shooting somebody. But if Those somebody, are, you ought to... You're done. Yeah. You are done. It's not like, okay, well, evidence looks like you're probably the one. All right, you get life in prison. Yeah. But if, if it's proven beyond a fact, you're, you're, you're firing squad or uh, hanging at dawn the next day, which wasn't that used – didn't that used to be – I've always been told that that used to be the, the way it was back in the, the colonial days. That what? You, if you're proven guilty, you, yeah. you got – like you were hung. That like. Oh, it happened immediately. Immediately. It was Pretty not, much. Yeah. It was not like now we got twenty five <laughs> years of appeal, and I mean, and the, the old the, days, the, the, old John, the, the Abraham Lincoln's assassins, Booth was killed in the barn. Yeah, but the rest of them, I think they were hung within three months or something. Yeah, like very that. very quick. They didn't screw around back. And then. they used to bring the whole town out. Everybody come out. That was one of those things. You brought everybody out, yeah, and you corn went, dogs and uh, corn dogs, funnel cake. Watch you hanging, but you brought the kids out to go look. That's what happens. That's what. <laughs> that's what happens. So like, I don't want that to ever happen to me. I don't want my head to come off my body. <laughs> but I tell you, to to have somebody who shouldn't be in the country commit a crime, and be arrested, and everybody knows he should be deported, and then yeah. oh, go out the back door because yeah. the ice is out there, right. and that person goes out and kills, and does, that's. Uh, but now you got people like that's murder by proxy, as far as I'm concerned. Well, now you got like people like AOC and all these people that are saying we need to get rid of racist ICE, get rid of them. I don't because I don't. Again, it's like everything. The only argument is racism. This racism. I don't think ICE is racist. No, I think ICE is mostly Latinos. Yeah, like, more, like working, most of the border patrol is. They're also Latino, yeah. hardworking. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they they want so bad to have another Bull Connor. From uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. You know, when they did the march and Bull Connor went out there with the dogs. Yeah. They went so bad to have... One of that just go bad. Just somebody like that, just that southern boy. But that's not the reality of today. It's, it's over. It's, it's that's over. what I've said on stage. Like, it's those yeah. those days are over. 2019. Yeah. You know, quit screaming racist, homophobic at me because I got black friends, I got gay friends. We right. all have black and gay friends. We all have yeah. Hispanic friends. Those days are over. Right. Like, I don't know anybody... I don't know anybody... That's like that, like you were saying. I don't know one person that's like, I'm gonna release the dogs. They ever come in my yard? <laughs> I don't know anybody. I'm you know? sure if you get down, you know, down the river, there's probably somebody like that still. Yeah. Do you but, know what I mean? Uh, I'm not saying there's no racism. But anything. I'm just saying it's not the mass. Like it's not the mass. You're trying anymore. to make it like media wants it to be that way. Oh, media so bad. wants it to just be like. Yeah. Yeah, because if you keep people churned up, they can't gel as a as a civilization. Right. You know, they like to have it divided. And stupid people are easily led. That's what I always say too. Yeah. Hey, when you get a barista for president, <laughs> <laughs> that's still the funniest thing. I... <laughs> Joe Biden, I tell you, something's off with him. You know, Joe Biden's had forty four years in 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 Washington, but. Today he's going to clean it up. And how is it that plagiarism disqualified him in '88, but doesn't does it now? Doesn't now? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Like our standards are so low. Yeah, we don't care anymore. I blame Ross Perot. You do? What? Yes. If, why? Because Ross Perot. He saw aliens, did he? Ro no, <laughs> Ross Perot bled voters away from Bush, and then Clinton was president. And that once Clinton became president, it seemed like that really lowered the the standards. That the really lowered. The standards. Yes. Hold yeah, because I, I had a... Uh, this is well, it's perfect you went down this way because I had a lot of fights with people back when Clinton was president because I didn't like Clinton, mm -hmm. first of all. And then I didn't like the fact that he lied about Monica Lewinsky. Right. You know, that's perjury. That's perjury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, are in prison, people are in prison for perjury. Right. Okay? So, but people were like, well, it doesn't matter because the economy's good. You know, I don't care what he did because the economy's good. Right. You don't hear that for Trump. No, you're not hearing. And he hasn't done you don't, anything. He hasn't done anything. But you, you, you don't hear like, I don't care. Economy's great. You know, <laughs> Trump needs to be impeached because 
jobs have increased 399%. I don't know if he's going to win or lose, but I've enjoyed watching him as president. Because I, I, I think he looks at these politicians as just lightweights. Oh, he knows. Well, you know he's, I mean? he's a master puppeteer. Yeah. He's, he's a showman. But he's smart enough to know, he, you know, he, I think he purposely tweets stuff so the media jumps on it like, like you know, a catfish on a June bug. Yeah. And then he goes over here and does it while they're not paying the attention. Do you, you think know? Trump's really afraid of Jerry Nadler? No. Jerry Nadler's belt is literally on his Adam's apple. I have never seen a zipper that long in my life. Have you <laughs> Have you Googled that picture of him I, sitting I, down? It looks like he's wearing a... I mean, I'm not... You know, obviously, he's had weight trouble. And he looks like he's lost a lot of weight yeah. in the past 20 years. I don't know if he had the stomach bypass surgery or not. But he's all, what, like 5'2"? I didn't know that either. He's like a, he's like a, a Keebler elf. He lives in a, in a hollow tree in Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, where's the? they've already stopped talking about impeachment because they know they can't. Well, the stupid part about that is I, I kept pointing this out on Twitter on my stuff because they were impeach, impeach. And I go, so you want Mike Pence? Is that better for you? Because yeah. if you impeach Trump, that's what you, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Right. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Because that's what you get. Yeah. Just because you impeach Trump doesn't mean, right. like, ooh, we can put one of ours in. That's right. You know they're not right. they're not even smart enough to think it out. We hate Mike Pence cuz he's a homophobic Christian. <laughs> Wait, he's next in line? He's next in line. Oh That's crap. Right. <laughs> I don't think Mike Pence has ever done anything wrong ever. Ever. So, won't have dinner with a, he won't be seen with another right. woman. Yeah. And then that's like how stupid is that? Right. And then they're like, well, "Kavanaugh." Yeah. Ka- with Kavanaugh what? So you're you're mad if one isn't with a woman and you're mad if one is alone with a woman. Right, right, right. Okay. You bitches are crazy. I just, uh, they talk so much. I'm just, uh, I don't know. Just tired of hear, listening to them. Well, I, I feel that way every once in a while. Like, I, I'm, I'm consumed by Twitter and, and, yeah. and news. I mean, I'm consumed, honestly. I'm, I'm addicted. I become... Uh, like my characters that I do, like Liberal Larry, one, yeah. of, one of my videos is blown up, and and I this is weird to say it's like tooting your own home, but people are like, you are now like this, the you know Twitter icon. We look to you to see what you know what we should all be making fun of, and so I feel like I need to stay on top of things. Right. So that character is still right still out there yeah. you know like the earthquake video that i did last night they're like my god we should have known you'd have been the first to be on this thank you know thank you because i try to be that i want to be first. right 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 because that's that's who gets spread out and goes viral is the first person right. to get it out there right but at the same time i feel like am i wasting my life just watching people fight and looking for a chance to to have a fight and maybe i should just pick up a guitar and sing Song. Antifa's going to come to your door, probably. Oh, probably. Yeah. I don't think they leave. I don't think they. I don't think they leave, seem they like they leave Portland. Portland. <laughs> they don't leave Portland. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Jeez. I mean, how do they let these guys walk the streets? Yeah. There that, was, a, there was an it, old man just driving home uh, from one of these things, and they like try to pull him out of his car and yeah. stuff like just in some old guy. Right. When there, there's a law already a law that you're not supposed to cover your face in public. Yes. But yet that they don't enforce that law for Antifa. Right. So why why aren't they doing that? I don't know. The, I, I, my fear is going it's going to become real violent. And the you knew about Andy No the the uh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, journalist I, I, yeah. Andy um, I had done shows with a, a a group called the Deplorables we were doing a comedy tour Michael Loftus oh, yeah. and, and we did Portland and uh, and Antifa slightly came there wasn't a, wasn't a big but it was slightly when the Proud Boys showed up at our you know, oh. at our thing and. Uh, I, th- I think it was Andy had written about the turnout, you know, for the the thing, and then I saw that Andy got got smashed with a, a brick and quick quick cement, and and then politicians wrote things like it is never acceptable for a journalist to be, you know, you didn't you didn't go against Antifa, you didn't say Antifa was wrong, right? You just said it's wrong to have journalists attacked because that can they can spin that on Trump, yeah, because yeah. he attacks journalists, right? Yeah. What they don't come right out and actually say, Antifa's bullshit. They need to be locked up. Yeah, that's bad. And the, 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 for the mayor just to hand a city over to them. Yeah, step down. 
like, step down if you don't want it man step down i mean you have yeah. to have it comes to a point uh, you know businesses aren't going to want to be downtown tra- do you know what i mean well people are already uh are canceling vacation stuff I, I read a thing about the the dominican republic of course right and portland people are are not planning their vacations like they used to are you really going to have a convention there in portland Right. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't know... Like the restaurant is... Like, let's say you belong to the National Restaurant Association. Yeah. You know, the NRA. Are you going to have your convention, convention in Portland there? and have Antifa misrepresent what your initials stand for and no. show up and throw a uh, quick dry cement on your face? Right. Oh, it's a milkshake. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a milkshake. Well, again, let's even go there. How lame is that attack? I threw a milkshake on you. Yeah. I know, I, know. I know they've gotten worse without the quick-dry cement in it, yeah. but the whole concept of we throw milkshakes on people. Right. We are badasses. And what's the group Don't they, make me go strawberry on your the ass. they fight all the time? It's the... Uh, who do they fight? Proud Boys? The Proud Boys. Proud Boys. And they're, all, they're alternative... They're alt-right? Yeah, well... It's an alt-right group? They're, they claim they are, but, yeah. but not really. Uh, the Proud Boys were started by Gavin McGinnis. Okay. You know who Gavin is? No. Gavin used to be on Fox News a lot. He started Vice Magazine and Vice Channel. Uh, uh, very smart guy. Very funny. You should check out his, pod- yeah. his podcast. But it was just meant for people that are proud of their country. That okay. It wasn't about, it wasn't supposedly, you know, like alt. It was just, we're proud. We're proud of our country. Yeah. We're standing up to your bullshit. And then the media spun it as the Proud Boys are this, you know, angry alt group trying to beat down the uh, anti-fascist how come anti-fascists are the fascist yeah you have uh, have you seen their flag it looks like the nazi flag yeah i don't know people shouldn't get in groups and fight each other that's what i think it's just gonna it's gonna kill portland which is a great city beautiful it's a beautiful city it was a beautiful city but even i didn't feel comfortable walking around you know i i don't wear i don't walk around with a, a a maga hat on which the the girls in our that were traveling like we were with the uh, deplorable choir, yeah. the girls that oh, sing yeah. the national anthem for Trump, and they walk around with MAGA hats and you know Trump T-shirts because they're they're like bring it on, yeah. But you know, I I just couldn't do that. Maybe when you see it on TV, it looks worse than it is because well you can most shoot. of these take take place on the weekends probably when nobody's downtown anyway yeah and right? you can probably. and you can shoot a you can shoot a piece of clip that looks like it's a mob. is there 400 or 30 people yeah those probably just like 20 30 people. And they group it they group the shot yeah. you know so i don't know i feel bad for that guy and i just wish people wouldn't you know get into these right well that's what i think they do with all the baristas that are that are <laughs> giving their speeches around the country yeah have you ever looked it's always a tight shot it's always a tight shot right. of people holding signs behind them. Right. But then when they show a Trump rally, they're like, here's the 100,000 in the auditorium. Yeah. But they're always those little, you know, here she is speaking at a nursing home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke, something's wrong with him. Oh. Just right? his arms. Nobody talks like that. Nobody. Nobody talks like that. And he likes to stand on a table and put his crotch in people's faces. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's like, like he's, he's a stripper or something. Like he's a table speaker. It's yeah. never like on a stage. He's like on a on a table or a chair in a cafeteria. His gestures or... remind me of... Uh, there was a movie with Charlie Chaplin. I, I forget the name of it. I want to say A King in New York, maybe, or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's a talkie. And, uh, Where he I was th- uncomfortable. But... I, I, I think Charlie Chaplin... But anyway, Charlie Chaplin's real-life son plays... His he plays a boy in the movie who's a communist, uh-huh. and he talks, and his gestures are exactly the same, just like chopping motion. Yeah, very and mechanical. That, and that's who he. And a lot of people I know, a lot of people haven't seen that movie. Yeah, but that's exactly when I first saw Peter O'Rourke. That's who I. Yeah, because Charlie Chaplin's son was a horrific actor. And you can tell he's completely overacting yeah. in this movie. I've always thought Beto kind of reminds me of that uh, that that tube thing in front of a, a tire store. Wacky fun arms. You know that? Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that thing's like, we're having a sale. <laughs> Blow out 4th of July sale. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what he's kind of always reminded me of. And he went to campaign in Mexico for... Uh, he was in Mexico campaign. Yeah, well, he and another one are trying to... They're trying to help them come here. They're trying to... You know, and why? That was the thing. Why did they speak in Spanish yeah. on the debates? Nobody asked him a question in Spanish. No, it was not asked in Spanish. No, but I, I'm going to end. 
Taco Bell, por favor. Uh, chalupa, quiero Taco Bell. What were they? What was the point of that? Just to suck up to? And uh, I guess it wasn't even good Spanish. It wasn't. It was like high school, you know, when you're yeah. when you're trying to recall Don't the word. Baño, por favor. For dos cervezas, <laughs> Spanish señorita. I can't. Sp- I wish I could speak Spanish, but I, I, I just can't get it. No, I'm better. Growing up in Texas, I can understand Spanish. Yeah. But I can't speak it. You know what I mean? I can know that they're like, oh, they they're talking about that, or you know, you know enough that. Yeah. You know the you know the words for things, but I can't put them into a sentence. Yeah, it's like being a a, a two year old with an English like, oh, you said something about a car. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, I, I'll get back to this. Like something's off with Joe Biden. I think he's, I don't think he has the energy to to run, and I don't think his, I don't think his wits are with him as they have been in the past. You, you say I mean? he's old and senile. I. He's not senile. I'm going to say he, he's leaning that way. I think you know he's had a long career and everything yeah. like that. I don't think he's. He just wants to sit down. I don't think his soul's into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you could see it just the other day after Kamala Harris came after him with the busing thing. He's just like, why? Why am I doing? You could see it in his eyes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I've worked my entire life, and now like, you're why am I, me on... Why do I have to eat this crap from yeah. these people? Well, look why? at her. She has been a, a a district attorney that put people in jail for pot. Yeah. And now she's all all pro pro everything, you know, get them out of jail, prison reform. Yeah. Hey, you you were you were the person putting in right. for pot convictions. <laughs> but he's off. Something's off with him. And sometimes he looks really old. Yeah, other sometimes you know he's I mean? got that pale white just pale white and he has that like uh just a little sweaty, a little tired. Just little. where the the flesh comes out of your face. Yeah. Like the, yeah, I've seen that on, on TV. Like at the end of Indiana Jones where the guy melts, he's like yeah. halfway. He's, he's right at the time before it turns right to skull. <laughs> right before it goes to skull. <laughs> There's just something off with him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if he's just out of the spirit. I mean, he's had a long career. His son died. That yeah. ages you, man. Oh, yeah. That's got to age yeah. you. And he just, uh, and Trump just, uh, this guy has so much energy. I don't know who's going to keep up with him. He's just—he's he, a machine. The he's a machine. He is a machine. I think, I think he's doing those uh, uh, stem cell. I think he's going down where they're they're injecting you with like new blood. Sheep and brains. You know, he's getting that that stem cell. <laughs> Matter of fact, I just heard about this. The Should other, there be a steroid I, test for the I'm, president? Yeah, I'm joking about this now, but I just just really heard about it yesterday. That down in uh, like Central America and some other Bolivia or whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, s- s- people are going for stem cell rejuvenation. Like, oh, really? they could, you know, you've got a t- blown out knee. They put stem cells in and re- regrow the stuff. Or you've got a, you know, where do they get the stem cells down there? Baby stem cells. Let's see, that's. Uh... And the other the the thing that they said that they're coming out that they can they take them out of some back out of your back fat and then they can grow these stem cells. They can they're, they're they figured out now how to, you know. Oh wow! Re- reprogram. Yeah, from so, back fat. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So there's there's some of that too, and I know where there's a lot of back fat. <laughs> <laughs> the buffet on deck twelve. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we we're remasculate, yeah, I want to wrap up here by asking you, how do you think we can? Do that. What what would what would be the first thing you would do to help America kind of get back to, you know, like the other night I I, I said uh, talking about kids and stuff, and I go and I'm bringing it back because I'm making America great again, yeah. and the crowd went nuts. Yeah, I'm like, how do you think that we could do things? How can we bring things back where where America was a little more gelled and a little more masculine because I hate that toxic masculinity that's that's toxic masculinity I don't it was not toxic when you wanted me to take the lid off the jar you couldn't open was it (laughs) I don't know I I think uh, you know it's just uh, it's a personal thing I don't think there's anything as a country you can do to reject masculinity well no but you have to you have to help guide people I mean things are going to have to change because I, I think media and and movies and things have pushed people. Like, I, I said this the other day. Uh, people that make commercials, 
Yeah. They need to realize that not every couple is an interracial couple. Oh, for the uh, every yeah. commercial now is a is interracial couple. Not that I, I'm not saying I'm against that. Yeah. I've got it, but not every couple on TV is a black and an Asian girl, or an Asian guy and uh, a white girl, or there. It's like we're trying to be programmed. Trying too hard. Trying too hard. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, we can't just have a white couple. Why not? Most of my f- right. Most of my friends. That's what they are. You know. But I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with masculinity, though. No, I'm saying I'm just saying how how you shape things. Yeah. What could be changed to help reshape America? I don't think again? it's about shaping. I think it's just uh, you know you have to let boys be boys, and uh, don't tap down. You know we are what we are. We're boys are raised to. Testosterone, testosterone, is, and hunt and fight. Yeah, and, uh, and it's not bad. I'm not saying hunt fighting's good or anything like yeah. that, but I'm just saying don't, don't tap that down as you're raising them. I guess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, like I my think, kids do a lot of sports, and well, they're I, making the turn right now, and they're the teenage years, and I can see them. It's good to keep the father in the house, though. For I that, think so. That yeah. too, because I think there was a period in the '90s where everybody just thought. I'm going to have a kid because I want to. I don't need a man in my life. Yeah. And a lot of single moms who did a good job. I'm not so I don't want because people go, ah, oh, you're slamming. Some do a great job. And then others can't be the father. Right. You're not there. You're not going to be. You're not going to like quit babying, you know, like yeah. the husband would do. Stop babying. Let him cry. God dang it. You know? Right, right, right. You're not, and you're not sitting with your mom going, you want to try on my nail polish? <laughs> You know what I mean? You want here? I'll do your nails while we watch TV. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think yeah, that I we had it. a whole group of that that was not raised by male standards. It's so different now because I remember uh, when I was in like elementary school, there'd be fights in the schoolyard every, every day. day. I'll meet you behind the building at three o'clock, and you'd come in all bloody and scabbed. And like I went to a Catholic school. The nun would look at you and just be like, oh, well, that happened out there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now it would be... Don't bring it in here. Now it would be phone calls. To the parents, to the come police. Come down to the school. Yeah. Police. Yeah. You know, I don't think my son... I don't think my kids have ever been in a fight fight. Yeah. I mean, I remember it being... What was your first fight? That's a perfect question. What, did you did you have a school fight? Or yeah, a fight I in the neighborhood? Yeah, I had a lot of school fights. Okay. What I was, was a scrapper. What was, your, what was your first school fight? Dan McDonald. I'll say uh, probably third grade. Uh-huh. Which is kind of late, I guess, in uh-huh. the school fighting thing. And I, I figured out early in fighting that most kids throw a haymaker. And if you step into that and, and punch laterally, uh-huh. you're going to win the fight. They're going to come. They're coming. They're going to come. Or they're going to swing just way yeah. around. Yeah. And if you step into that and punch laterally, you're going to Oh, wow. Where'd that And that come? was it. And that was it. He would wind up. Yeah. And I would step in and one, two. Boom, yeah. boom. I was, was always old. good at fighting for some reason. I liked it. Until... Uh, I stopped growing and everybody else got bigger. Growing. And then, uh, and then the, you discovered show tunes. Then I discovered show tunes and how to how to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> please don't hit. Please don't hit me. I'll make you laugh. <laughs> please don't hit me. That was I can make you laugh. It. That was me too. That Honestly, was that was yeah. Yeah, I was a small, much smaller kid. Like I, I like weighed one hundred and twenty eight pounds when I graduated from high school. You know, I was this little, but. Uh, I was always involved in stuff. Like, I played football because I was small and fast. Yeah. But then I got hurt and I hated it. Yeah. I played Little League Baseball because I could throw a ball. But then I got hit in the head with a wild pitch and I quit. Yeah. You know, it was that kind of, like, that kind of thing, yeah. you know. Because I was, you know, as far as the masculinity thing, like, uh, my one son, he's, I, told, I was joking about I want to write a bit, like, he's turning into the kid that used to beat me up in high school. You know, he's the big jock. Yeah, he's gotten bigger than you. Yeah. He's just a big you jock. Know, the big jock guy. Yeah. You know, I'm telling him that I used to play sports. He's like, <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, right. With that body? Yeah, okay. Okay, hey, Taffy we, we can go. We can go lift weights together. <laughs> yeah, you don't okay. lift weights. You know, you just got to let them, you know. Yeah, well, they're all, they all go through a period of their, they, yeah. don't, they don't like you, and then they realize, man, daddy was a lot smarter than I thought he right. was. Right. But I think, uh, you know, in L.A., it's hard to let your kids just roam. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not safe. That's why so many guys are getting out of L.A. Yeah. You know, I, some of the people I've talked to, you know, I've told you names. I won't say them on here. But right. I, I've already know people that are, like, making exit plans. Like, I'm not raising my kids in L.A. I'm, well, I'm, we're, we're lucky. We live in, uh, I'm not going to say what town, but we live in a nice little village. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us commute. No, I feel like, so we have to deal with that part of it. And the school district is still top ten. 
one of the top. It's rated like one out of ten. It's ten. Right. That's good. That's for the whole country yeah. too. So it's a good, still a good school district. And we probably have five years left. Then we'll pull the ripcord and get out. That's great. Before another quake hits, hopefully. Yeah. You know. But I think. Uh, oh, you speaking know, of the quake. Yeah. Uh, you were telling me earlier that. Uh, for the people that are probably going to listen to this later, the the second earthquake has hit California. Ridgecrest, California. And it was 7.1. 7.1, yeah. And you said your wife, you all talked on the phone, she yes. felt it and kind of got her scared. It did get her scared. And she's tough. And she was like, boy, that one really kind of kind of scared me. Yeah. And then you told me, that's okay, we're prepared. We are prepared. You are, you are a prepper i'm not a yeah but not like a tv show i don't have like a underground bunker with uh, an arsenal and hand grenades and stuff what is your definition of prepared then what all do you have this is uh i have a rain barrel and a lot of people probably don't know what that is but in the west catches water you have a huge rain barrel and it, the lid is on the top yeah and there's a screen and you put it under your gutter yeah or your not gutter but your drain yeah and uh i just sealed that screen up and then i filled it with it's 50 gallons of water and i Locked tight, yeah, and that's in the back, tucked away in the back. You can do anything. You have to boil it to make it better, or I don't it, think you do. I, I told my wife, if anything happens, you know, you can always boil on the grill. With yeah, camping stoves too with propane and stuff. Yeah, and then uh, and five years worth of food. Yeah, so I was confused about that. I have uh, we don't have five years worth of food. We probably have uh, like three weeks worth of food. Okay, ready to go. Right, and then we have uh, in California they sell these earthquake emergency backpacks. And uh, you can get like a one day or a three day for three people. The three day for three people, I think, was ninety dollars. It's a big red backpack, and it has uh, enough food and water for three people for three days. Even though there's only four people yeah. in my family, I'm assuming with our luck, I will be That'd out be of it. town when the earth when the big one hits. What do you? Is that going to feel weird to you? Like if you were out here on a ship and the big one hit and uh, oh, I know, would, like every every freeway is cut off because that's the way the San Andreas Fault. Right, every right. freeway will be split. Yeah, how are you going to be like? But well, baby, take care of yourself. I'll be home on Saturday. I'll uh, then I have to go right away again. Then no, I got I, uh, I got to be out on another ship. I would probably uh, try to do my best to get in. You know, into L.A. helicopter in helicopter escape in from, escape from LA escape from LA get a motorcycle or something yeah. if I can get across the Colorado River somehow snake magreeter yeah. there's gotta be some way to get across the Colorado River I figure by the time I, I got to like uh, the border of Arizona like Blythe, California let's say that bridge is down yeah there has to be some way across and then I get to them there's the movie there's the like. there's the, the movie, movie there's right? a movie right there big earthquake man one man trying to make it make, make it, it back back to his as society yeah. crumbles around him, around him, will his yeah. wife stay yeah. in the house? Yeah. Will she flee in terror? There you go. That's like what that? you should be doing in this room instead of learning a song every day. He's writing, that, writing movie. that movie right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and my wife, uh, there's also a shotgun involved. Oh, she has so, a shotgun? Yeah. She has the, uh, I showed her how to shoot, and she's an excellent shot. Yeah. As far as My clays. wife, too. Clay's. Because women, uh, they're just, women are probably naturally better in golf or tennis or, because they don't try to, overdo everything yeah they have a very gentle like when we're shooting clays he has a very gentle swing and she just knocks it out she knows side. the lead it's and the very whole thing. Fr- it's very frustrating for me uh but i just have the uh my old new england 12 gauge single it's hanging up uh, in the closet it's locked obviously yeah but she knows where the key is yeah you get it down and there's no trick to using that thing yeah, because your gun should be locked up when somebody breaks into your house. Well, the thing That's, is, like, if, if if things start falling apart, then you get it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if somebody is, like, standing at your foot of your bed and you wake up, you're supposed to go, hold on! We also have, I need uh, to unlock my gun! Just a minute. We have, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, we have an alarm system and also two very large dogs. Okay. So if somebody gets past the alarm system and the two very large dogs that is standing at the foot of the bed with a then knife... Then they have to deal with my wife. Okay. Well, you unlock the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, thanks for doing the very no problem, first buddy. relaunch of Remasculate. I, I appreciate that. Tell everybody how to find you on the internet, because I know you have, a, you have an album out. I have oh. an album out, uh, Dan's on stage. Uh-huh. dot com. Uh-huh. 
it's basically it's my website, but it's basically just uh, we can get my album. Yeah, and uh, you can also is? Google Play, iTunes. You can buy it on iTunes or Google Play. What's the name of your album? Uh, I'm very disappointed in you. Oh, <laughs> that's the name. Is that something your dad would say to you? Dan Greeter. My mom would say that to me all the time. Yeah, I'm very disappointed in you. And uh, Dan's on stage at Facebook. Uh, that's my uh, Facebook page so, on that. So that is that your hashtag too? Dance on stage. That should be like everything you do. It should be hashtag. Yes. Dance if on I did Twitter or something like you that. You don't do Twitter? No, I just uh, no. I can't think about myself that much during the day. That's a lot of pressure to come up with something funny every day. Or, every day. You know, I'm just. Well, like, uh, I I have found Twitter helps me as a comic too because I do try to think of something funny every day. Yeah. And Twitter is so short. It's basically a joke. You're basically putting a... That's right. And then, because I don't tell jokes, it m- makes me write a bit to go with it. Yeah. Like, okay, there's the punchline. Right. I just need a story to go with it. Right, right, right. So that, that kind of helps me write. Are you going to steal my barista joke? Oh, it's gone. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like, where, where are you going to put that in your act? Nowhere. I don't do anything political. You don't do anything political. No. So, thank you. I appreciate it. You may it. have that. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. Basically, 20 baristas up there running for president. That's a great line. It's awesome line. It's a great line. Well, thanks for doing the podcast. You want to play us out? I'll play us out. Play us, play a song out. What would be the what? Uh, you you had the perfect song for the lead in. What's the song for the lead out? I'll play uh, Ghost Riders. Okay. Mediocre guitar playing. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time, adios. Hey, be sure and like us. Give us a thumbs up. Share us on all your socials. It's the only way people find this podcast. Help us grow, remasculate bigger than it was before. It's the new. It's the new improved and relaunched remasculate. This is Steve McGrew. Steve Mudflap McGrew. Till next time. Bye. In the basement of the mudflap house, flapping and poo. And they're under with the grains of news. And poo licks herself, and flap contemplates manly things. He thinks about guns and trucks and stooges three. Men and boys, and that doesn't sound right. He thinks about boobs and bacon and power tools. Come with me, let your mask you Oh, won't you come with me and remask Today's podcast is brought to you by Nature's Best Relief. Nature's Best Relief, oh, it's high strain hemp. That's what they do. Their products are made from a cannabis compound with significant supplemental benefits without the THC that makes you stoned or gets you high. It's just the good stuff to help you with pain. The products help with inflammation, pain, anxiety, psychosis, seizures, spasms, and lots of other conditions. And there's also CBD for your pet, too. And if you use code word mudflap or remasculate at checkout, you'll get an extra 10% off your total bill. There's some relief right there. That's Nature's Best Relief. Check them out at naturesbestrelief.com. That's naturesbestrelief.com. And now, here's the Remasculate Podcast.